Hey guys, this is Ray Peoples. I'm the campus pastor at New City Church in Merriam, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today, and special thanks in advance to those of you who give generously to New City. You're the ones that make this ministry possible. And to partner with New City, click the link in the description below. I hope this message inspires you to trust in and live like Jesus. And if it does, don't forget to subscribe, share it on social media, and send it to your friends. Enjoy the message. Are we thankful for his goodness? Yeah. Man, everybody's over here today. Normally everybody's tucked up under here. So great. Good to see you. Glad that you're with us. Uh, If I haven't met you, my name is Ray, campus pastor here. Glad that you're with us. And uh, we've been walking through this series called Margin, all right? Finding margin in our time and in our finances. Uh, And we have this thing coming up uh, next week called the Big Give, all right? And our Big Give is, uh, we hope to be our biggest offering of the year, but also it's right before Thanksgiving, Right, And so we're saying, thank you, Lord, for what you've done in this past year. And so in that giving, we are uh, looking forward to what that's going to look like for 2020. Okay, So if you haven't seen it yet, and I, I hope that most of you have, we have this little packet. Okay, It's our 2020 ministry plan. And we spent uh, several weeks praying over and just discussing and walking through our plan for 2020 and what we desire for New City Church Merriam to do, okay? Now, notice that I said New City Church Merriam because every campus did this. Every campus sat down together as a team, prayed through that, and really sought the Lord of what he wanted us to do and where he wanted us to do it, okay? And so if you haven't read through that, man, I hope that you would, okay? And on that back page is then our ministry goal or our financial ministry goal for 2020 and what we're hoping to hit so that we can accomplish all of those things, All right. Now, we also talked about last week that we got this fancy little card. Okay. Hopefully, that's up in your house somewhere that you're praying over and just asking the Lord, okay, what can I do to contribute to that 2020 plan? Like, what is it that our household and what you're asking us to do? Okay. And then on the back of that, we had uh, just kind of a, a plan, if you will, for our campus of what you might be able to do next year. Okay, just to kind of help us, we've been talking about budgeting a lot in Financial Peace University, right? And so our hope is that we can kind of begin to budget that for our campus in this next year. What are we looking at as far as how that goes? So you got a couple options there of how you're going to give. And then notice one thing, though. Notice that says plan, right? I plan to give. Now that can change, right? That can change. That could go up or it could go down either way. But you're saying this is what we feel like we can do, okay, just to give us a heads up and give us some direction of where we're headed, all right? So good planning. Uh, This past week in our D group, we were talking about uh, this idea of wisdom and looking at wisdom in Proverbs 1 and 2, and there's a word in there called shrewdness, and we kind of broke down shrewdness as looking forward. Like, we always hear shrewd, and we think, man, that's that's not good. Like, that's bad. No, shrewd is like, hey, I'm, I'm heads up. I'm ready. I'm aware, right? And so this is just us being shrewd and saying, okay, this is what we have to look forward to in 2020, okay? So super excited about the big give next year, or next, next year, next week, all right? <laughs> yeah, okay? And so with that, after that, we're going to have a big family meal, all right? And so uh, what we're asking for you guys to do is uh, to bring a side or a dessert, okay? And then we're going to provide the meat for that particular meal. Okay, and so that's how we just kind of want to bless you guys and thank you for that. And we're just going to have a big celebration. It's going to be great. We're going to be right here at the school a little bit longer after the service. Okay, sound good? Yeah, 
All right, well, let's jump into our final week here of our margin series, okay? We've talked about time. We've talked about finances. We're about to wrap that up, okay? And so with that, uh, there was something that Dave Ramsey said this past week in his Financial Peace University, okay? And he said this. He said, if we're closed-fisted with our money and the things that we have, it's hard for us not only to give but also to receive, right? And he used this illustration of a closed fist holding this wad of cash, And yes, it's really hard when we have this posture for us to give, but it's also really hard for us to receive anything. But then he also talked about how an open-handed gesture allows us then to freely give, but also to freely receive. And I thought that was great as we think about this idea of, okay, what posture do we have with our money? Like, is our posture with our money this closed-fisted, okay, this is mine, or is it open-fisted and ready to give, but also to receive, and to receive what the Lord has for us, okay? Now, we also had some awesome stories in our FPU this past week. Like, we, I'll be honest, we ditched the discussion questions, and we just went with testimonies of what the Lord had been doing over these past several weeks and in this past year for folks. And you're going to get to actually even hear some of those next week, okay? But here's the thing, was like, it was so cool to see that when we're obedient and we open our hand, guess what? The Lord desires to even sometimes put some things back in that hand, and he, he blesses us through that, okay? It may not always be financial blessing, and it may not even be a blessing that we see now, but he desires to reward us, okay? So the other thing that I want you to remember as we talk about this this morning is this, and you've heard me say it before, you've maybe heard other pastors say it, or other people, but you can't outgive God. Like, you can't outgive him. And over and over, I mean, Abby and I were talking about this. We went to Branson. We were talking about this on the way back. I think, like, you can't outgive God. Like, we have continued to be faithful in that, and he just continues to say, all right, here, here. Just his provision and his hand and his guidance for us, okay? So we've had these five principles that we've kind of been walking through for a person who might have financial peace. All right, the first one is, whoop. There we go. Trust God's com- trust God completely, right? Someone who trusts God completely has financial peace. Now, we also talked about out of that this idea of contentment, being content with the things that we have. This is a key piece to all of this thing of finding margin. If we are not content with the things that we have, then it's really hard for us to say, "I'm good and now I'm going to find margin." Because we're always working to fill that hole, fill that gap, okay? Then we talked about how saving money consistently is a key piece to that. We started to take out debt and remove, excuse me, remove debt from our life, and now we want to save. We want to be able to save, why? So that we have a stockpile, if you will, to be generous from, right? To be a giving and generous person from that. Then we talked about how it allows us then to embrace God's given vision and mission, It allows us to jump into what he wants to do, whether that's at our church and their 2020 ministry plan, right? Or whether it's what God has called your family to, to come alongside that church and to assist them, all right? Then we talked about last week, this commitment then to lifelong generosity. Like this isn't just a one or two month deal, but this is lifelong. I am now, from now forward, going to be extremely generous, right? That's our heart, but the heart that we see there is also the heart of Jesus, right? Jesus was a generous, generous person, 
okay? And then today we're going to talk about this idea of recognizing God's ownership and recognizing God's ownership in the things that we have in the same way that if we're not content with the things we have, it's going to be hard for us to find margin. If we don't recognize God's ownership of the things that we have, then oftentimes we fall into this, well, that's mine mentality, right? This, well, that's mine mentality. And so what I want us to do today is, again, think about this idea of being open-handed and not tight-fisted and all about me and mine, okay? So here's how I want to start, okay? I want to ask you a question. Have you ever borrowed something from someone? Anybody? You ever borrowed something? Okay, now I'm not talking about you've borrowed like a cup of sugar or a hammer, okay, but you've maybe borrowed something super expensive, fragile, or valuable, right? Like you go maybe to your mom and you say, hey, I need a pitcher. And she's like, okay, here. And she brings it out and she's like, this is from the Mayflower. This is your great, great, great grandmother's. Go and enjoy this, right? And use this thing. And you're like, I don't want to go use it. And she's like, no, it's fine. Just don't put it in the microwave. Don't wash it. Don't blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh my gosh, right? But let's take it a step further. You have this valuable thing, right? What happens if you misuse it or you break it? Uh-uh, exactly, uh-uh. You know, the past couple of weeks, I've had to go back to the house for something. Like, uh, once we get here and we're setting up or whatever, and so one week I borrowed Jake's truck, one week I borrowed uh, Kristen and Jason's truck, you know, and both times I'm driving these vehicles back to my house because we have the trailer hooked up to the other truck, right? Anyway, I have this thought, don't listen, Jake, just plug yours, all right? So I had this thought, like, what happens if I wreck this thing, Right? What happens if I wreck this thing? Because this is super valuable. Like, this is how Jay gets around. This is his transportation. This is Kristen, or this is actually Jason's truck, right? And so I'm driving these things across town. But what happens with that? I'm extremely careful, right? I step up my game. I'm focused. I'm not messing with the radio or anything like that. Like, I'm focused on driving that vehicle. Why? Because it's super valuable, but also I've borrowed it, right? I've borrowed it. So here's the thing. Okay, uh, when we borrow these things, and when something is simply borrowed, we begin to handle it differently, right? We begin to handle it differently. Now, when we talk about our money actually being God's money, or we talk about the things that we own and possess being God's, it should change the way that we handle those things, right? It should change the way we handle those things. But here's what happens. Okay, we've kind of already talked about it. We get into this mentality of, no, 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 that's not the case. Like, I'm the one that goes to work. I'm the one that makes that money. That's my money. Like, that's how I get that money, right? That's how I get that money. No, no, no. That money is actually God's money. And so that's the filter I want you to go through this morning as we talk about, okay, how are we going to steward what God has given us, Okay? And we learned that in FPU as well this past week. Like, it is all God's. We just simply have the responsibility to manage it and manage it well. Now, David in the Psalms, he writes multiple times about God's ownership of our things, our possessions, or even of the things of the earth. Okay? And he says in Psalms 24, he says this. He says, the earth is the Lord's and all it contains. Let me read that again. It doesn't say the earth is the Lord's and some of the things it contains, right? It's all of the things it contains and the world and all those who dwell in it. And Psalms 104 says this, O Lord, how many are your works? In wisdom, 
You have made them all, right? You have made them all. The earth is full of your possessions. Paul would also write this, right? Majority writer of the New Testament. He says this, for the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Everything in it is the Lord's. Everything he possesses, all right? So the passage we're going to go to this morning, I think we've even talked about in this past year, okay? But I want us to look at it through a little bit different lens of this idea that everything we have is the Lord's or the Master's, okay? So we're going to be in Matthew 25 this morning. And so if you have your Bibles, we're going to give you a second to turn there, all right? And we're going to be in verse 14, okay? So I'll give you a second. And we're going to read this whole parable, okay? And maybe you've heard this parable before. This is the parable of the talents, all right? And, but again, look at it through the framework of what the master does with the gift that he gives to the slaves, okay? The gift he gives to the slaves. So here we go, verse 14. For it's just like a man going on a journey. Well, what's the it, okay? The it is the kingdom of God right? The kingdom of God. So for it is just like a man going on a journey and he called his own slaves and turned over his possessions to them. All right. So the master's possessions, they're all his, but what does he do? He scoops them up and he's going to go and he's going to give them to his slaves, right? He's going to give them to his slaves. All right. So verse 15, to one, he gave five talents to another. He gave two and to another one, each according to his own ability. Then he went on a journey and immediately the man who had received five talents went and put them to work and earned five more in the same way. The man who had two earned two more, but the man who had received one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five talents approached, presented five more talents, and said, Master, you gave me five talents. Look, I have earned five more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You are faithful over a few things. I will put you in charge of many. Share your master's joy. Then the man with two talents also approached, and he said, Master, you gave me two talents. Look, I have earned two more talents. And his master said to him, well done, good and faithful slave. You are faithful over a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Share your master's joy. Then the man who had received one talent also approached and said, master, I know you. Oh, he's got it figured out, doesn't he? You're a difficult man, reaping what you have sown and gathering where you haven't scattered seed. So I was afraid and I went off and hid your talent in the ground. Look, you have what is yours. But his master replied to him, you evil, lazy slave. Ooh, a little bit different response than the first two. If you knew that I reap where I haven't sown and gather where I haven't scattered, then you should have at least deposited my money with the bankers. And when I returned, I would have received more money back with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten. For if everyone who has more will be given and he will have more than enough. But from the one who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. And throw this good-for-nothing slave into the outer darkness, in the place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Man, that got intense real fast, didn't it? Right? But look here. We have the story of these three men. And again, maybe you've heard this before. 
But here's the thing, all right? He, being the master, gives to the slaves. All right? Let me say that again. He, the master, gives to the slaves. Let's create that reality from the get-go, okay? That these slaves are not working with their money. They're working with the master's money, right? They've been given this as a gift. It's now, yes, it's theirs, but really it's the master's money, okay? And the things that he has been given. Now, here's the thing. Whether you're a five, two, or a one talent, you have been given something, right? The Lord has given you something. You're like, well, I'm, I don't know. I kind of feel like a zero talent person sometimes. Like, I don't know that I have enough, right? But no, you've been given something. You may not have a lot in the bank, but you've been given something, and you've been given something by the master, all right? So then we begin to shake this out, and so there's this fellow that gets five, and what does he do? He immediately, immediately takes it to work, right? And he immediately puts it into play. We don't know what he did with it, but somehow he multiplied it and increased what had been given to him. Same thing with the guy with the two. Like, these, these two guys are the stars of the show, right? Like they've done it like they're supposed to do it. And they get this response from the master. Look in verse 21. He, the master said to them, well done, good and faithful slave. All right? Good and faithful slave. You are faithful over a few things, and I will put you in charge of many. Share in my joy. Now, why does he call them good? And why does he call them faithful? Because they've done exactly what he expected them to do with what he had given them. Okay? He did exactly what they expected him to do. Now, here's the thing. You remember back in school when the teacher, like you maybe wouldn't be listening, and the teacher would go, hey, this next thing is going to be on the test. Right? This next thing is going to be on the test. Wouldn't that change the whole demeanor of the room? Like everybody would shut up, everybody would sit up, and everybody was ready to hear what the teacher was going to say. In fact, most people would even write it down. Right? They'd keep track of it, and they'd know exactly this is what I need to hear. This is what I need to do. Now look here. I don't know what it's going to look like, but what we see here is that it's going to be important upon the master's return how we steward things. Like, that's going to be a question. I don't know how it's going to be a question, right? But it's going to be a question of what he has entrusted us with and how we handled it. Again, I don't know. It's not going to be like a fill-in-the-bubble test, right? But it's something that he's going to ask us about, test us about. And there's two responses of how we steward it. Well done, good and faithful. Or, you evil, lazy slave. Man. Okay, well, that turned up the heat a little bit <laughs> of how we steward things, right? And our response to what he asked us, okay? And here's the thing. I don't know what you consider yourself. Like, you may look at this story and go, oh, I'm a five-talent person. I'm five. I've got five, right? Or maybe you're like, man, I've got two. Or maybe you're even like, I've got one, okay? And I don't know where you put yourself, but look here. There's only two guys that do it right, and there's one guy that does it a little bit wrong. Right? Like we get both examples, don't we? Right? But here's the thing, okay? What makes the guys different? Well, let's look again here in verse 15, okay? Or verse 16, actually. Immediately, 
The man who had received five talents went and put them to work and earned five more. In the same way, the man with two earned two more. But the man who had received one, he went off and dug a hole in the ground and he hid his master's money. Okay, we talked about that posture of the hand a minute ago, right? What do we see there? We see two guys that are like, here we go. We're going to make this work, right? We're going to be generous. We're going to steward this well. And then we've got the other guy that goes, I'm scared. I'm fearful. I don't know what to do. I'll stick in the ground, right? But their posture is completely different in how they respond, okay? So they use their money and a, as a gift to honor their master, right? They use their money as a gift to honor their master. Now, how does that equate to us? Well, look here. We show honor to God when we steward our things well. When we steward our things well, we show honor to him. In a sense, we are worshiping him with what he has given us. That's why it makes an offering on a Sunday morning an act of worship, right? Because we're showing him honor for what he has given us. Now, here's the thing, okay? If we can't do it with a dollar, we're going to have a hard time doing it with a hundred thousand dollars, right? Like if we have a hard time doing it with a dollar, we're going to have a hard time, really hard time doing it with $100,000. So let me give you an example, all right? If you make $30,000 a year, okay? $30,000 a year, whether that's you as an individual or your household or whatever, okay? That would be $58 a week if you are truly tithing, 10%, okay? $58 a week. Now, if you break that down and you go, okay, $58, well, that's a pair of shoes, maybe a pair of jeans, like that's a nice date night, something along those lines, right? And you're like, okay, yeah, I can handle that. Like I can give that, I can, I can do that. $58, sure. But look how quickly that changes if we go to $100,000, all right? Let's say you make $100,000 as a household or even as an individual, okay? Now you're talking about $192 a week. $192 a week or almost $800 a month. Yikes. But I'm going to tell you, if you have a hard time giving that $58, then you're going to have a really hard time giving this larger number. $800 a month. Right? But we look at that and we go, whoa, 800 a month. That's, that's going right out. That's leaving what God has given me, right? But here's the thing, okay? The beauty of this parable, and I think I shared this last time we looked at this parable, is look, the Lord, the Lord Jesus, as he's walking through this and telling this parable, he doesn't just give the guy that does it right and then the guy that does it wrong. You got average Joe chilling in the middle, right? You've got the guy with two talents. So he's He's not over there with five. He doesn't have four. He's not closer to that guy, right? He's closer to the bottom, right? But he's the average Joe guy. He's the two-talent guy, but what does he say? He says, you know what? This is what I've been given, so I'm going to go and I'm going to steward it well. I'm going to steward it well. And here's the thing. Like, these guys coming into this, they don't know the outcome. Like, they don't know that, hey, you've produced more. You come back to the master, and the master's like, good job. Well done great job. They don't know what he's going to respond, how he's going to respond. And I think the guy with one talent, if he would have known the response, would have completely changed how he handled the money, right? But guess what? We know. We know that there's an expectation of stewardship in our lives with the things we've been given. Because we have this beautiful parable that the Lord has given us. For us to know, be a steward of the things you have, all right? Now here's the thing, okay? I'll be honest with you, like, I relate to the two-talent person, okay? 
I relate to the two-talent person, and I'm thankful that he's in there because I'm not necessarily a five-talent person. I mean, pastor and teacher, like, we ain't rolling, right? And so here's the thing that maybe I'm talking to some two-talent people today, okay? And here's, here's what I want you to hear is this, all right? Maybe you're not wealthy and your wallet isn't padded with cash, okay? But you're working hard, and you're doing what God's asking you to do, or you're trying to do what God's asking you to do, right? Like you're working on, and you got your emergency fund maybe up and going, or maybe you're even in the process of working on that emergency fund, or maybe you're working with your budget, and you're trying to stay on track, but there's some upcoming expenses that have killed that, and you're still working through it, right? Or maybe you're giving a percentage, or you've even gotten to a tithe in your budget, and you're beginning to chip away at your debt snowball. Like that's the two tithe, or the two talent person, that's you, okay? But I want to give you some encouragements this morning, and, and I hope you hear this, that the Lord sees you doing it, right? He sees you, and he sees you working hard with what you, he's given you. He sees it. He sees it. Because some days it can be so frustrating, and some days it can be so hard, but guess what? He sees you. And here's the cool thing about it. Look here. The two-talent guy gets the same response to the five-talent guy. Well done. Well done. Good and faithful servant. Okay? Now, I think sometimes we, we look at our tithe, maybe, or our, our giving, and we go, you know what, that's a, that's a small number. I don't think that really matters. I don't think that really matters. But here's, here's and I wrote this down, and I want to read it so that I don't mess it up. All right, so here we go. Okay? With our big give in this next week, I don't think one big check is how God wants to do it, okay? I don't think one big check is how God wants to do it. I think he wants each of us to be collectively obedient with the portion we have been given, and we will find that everything we need is here. The question is, are we obedient to what he's asking us to do? I think it's here. Because I don't think that the Lord would have us as a staff and individuals pray over this thing for multiple weeks then put it down on paper and put it out for you and say, this is what we feel like God is asking us to do, and then not say, well, you know, the resources aren't really there, so I'm going to ask them to do these things. No, I think it's there. It's just an obedience piece of, okay, are we stepping out and stewarding what God is asking us to steward? And I'm, I'm serious in this when I say, pray about it. Pray about it and what the Lord wants you to give. Don't don't come asking me, because according to this, it's different for every one of us. Whether you're a five, a two, or a one, but guess what? Don't stick it in the ground. Right? Steward it well. You know, here's the cool thing. Abby and I, we've been praying about it, talking about it. Like, what are we going to give? What are we going to do? And we came together, and we hadn't talked about numbers, really, just kind of like our heart and what we want to do. And the number was the same. Holy Spirit, yep, right? Like this is the number we feel like we're supposed to give. Cool, it's going to stretch us, yep, but we're going to do it. And we both felt like that's the number that we need to give. Man, and the Holy Spirit, funny, right? Like we love the Holy Spirit, cool, okay? But he's entrusted us with those resources and what to give, okay? Now, here's the thing. I was trying, like pondering uh, how... I could kind of relate this to you of this idea of we are handling someone else's money or someone else's stuff, right? How we are handling the Lord's things that he has given us, okay? 
So on the way in, you should have gotten an envelope. All right, if you didn't get an envelope, raise your hand. Jake will bring you one. Okay, there should be one for every person. All right, maybe you've already opened it, maybe you haven't. But I'm going to ask you to open it now, okay? And then pull out the item that's in it. All right? And you're going to see a nice dollar bill there, okay? Now here's the thing, okay? The question is, whose money is this, right? Whose money is this? Now, earlier in the volunteer meeting, they were getting on me, and I said, I said, this is my money, okay? And they're like, I thought it was the Lord's money. <laughs> it is the Lord's money, but <laughs> this is the Lord's money, okay? Yes, absolutely. But here's the thing. I wanted to kind of give you an idea of, okay, giving you something, right? Entrusting you with something, but then returning it and returning it even multiplied from someone who loves you and cares about you. Because here's the thing. Abby and I decided we're going to take this out of our emergency fund. Okay? Now, here's the thing. You go and buy a burger. You go and add this to a new pair of shoes. Guess what? You've just taken a dollar or whatever out of our emergency fund. Because it's our money. But we're giving it to you to steward and use. Okay? And so here's what we're asking you to do. Is that you take this with you. You carry it with you this, this week. All right? But then you return it next week with your big give offering. You see it? You return it with your big give offering. Okay? And you steward that, and you steward what the Lord has given you, and trusting him and what he has placed in your life. Okay? Sound like a plan? All right? And so, we entrust you with that. You're like, well, that's a lot of pressure. And don't just leave it here and then come back and get it next week. No, that's, that's cheating. Right? That's cheating. All right? So take it with you, and then bring your big give offering back next week. Okay? So stewarding it and handling it well just as I hope you will do with the Lord's money and the things that he has given you. But again, if we can't get to this mentality that it's his and it's all ours, it's going to be really hard for us to be generous, generous people. Okay? Sound good? Okay? Cool. Well, here's the thing. Next week, we are going to have a little bit of celebration uh, from like hearing stories of what the Lord has done with folks that were uh, generous, folks that were obedient in this past year and what the Lord's done there. And then we're going to have our big give offering and then we're going to have our big celebration lunch. Okay? It's going to be a great time together, celebration of what the Lord's doing. Sound good? Awesome? All right. Again, I want to challenge you this week. How do we apply this? Pray over that offering. What do you want us to, add? What do you want us to give, Lord? And I think, you know, it's funny because uh, I don't think Tavia would mind me sharing this. Last year, she had a number, and then Brad had a number, and they prayed over it, and they came together, and Brad's number was a lot higher than Tavia's, and she's like, I don't know about this. And Brad's like, no, no, I think this is it. And the Lord has just blessed them tremendously this past year. It's been so cool to watch and see what the Lord's doing in their life. And I'm not saying, again, that like, I don't want you to hear this from a prosperity standpoint of like, oh, the more I bring, the more I get. No, no, no. Being obedient to what the Lord's asking you to do, right? That's the peace that comes into play, okay? So let me pray for us, and then we'll continue in our worship. So Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for the things that you give us. And Lord, sometimes we may think it's not enough, but Lord, we know that you have provision and care for us. And Lord, that you love us so much, and thank you for that. And Lord, the greatest provision you gave us was your son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, this, 
this canceling of debt and this thing that we so desperately needed and how you so willingly gave it to us. So we thank you for that. And Lord, in this next week, I pray that our eyes and our ears are open to what you're asking us to do. But not only in this next week, but even in this next year. Lord, how can we be extremely generous to the people around us so that we then can bring the gospel and your saving grace to them? And Lord, as we pursue that and pursue those avenues, I just continue to pray for wisdom and direction for us. And wisdom and direction of what you're going to do, but also a healthy dose of expectation to see you move in a mighty and awesome way. Lord, that number that is on that piece of paper is no big deal for you. even larger numbers are no big deal for you because you are a mighty and powerful God who is above all things and you own and possess all things and so Lord we rest in that and whatever comes to this place next week Lord that you still reign supreme and you have a plan and a direction for us and we thank you for it Lord we know that you're going to move in an awesome way And Lord, as we continue to find margin in our lives, I pray that you will continue to put people in our path that we can bless with that margin that we have. And we look forward to that. And we look forward to that opportunity to be, as we learned this past week in financial peace, extremely, extremely generous. And that we can give like no one else. So Father, we just pray that for us. Whether in the next six months or in the next year or maybe in the next three, Lord, that our debt is removed our hands are wide open and generous. Lord, we give that to you and we praise you in that. But Father, again, may we not forget the things you've given us, including your son, Jesus. And may that be the ultimate celebration that we have. Thanksgiving and we move into Christmas and an opportunity to be thankful for your son and a celebration of his birth. We look forward to this next season. We praise you in your son's name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today and thank you for supporting New City Church's ministry. If this inspired you and you want to partner with New City, you can give now by clicking the link in the description or visit newcitychurch.com slash podcast for more information. Have a great day.